Welcome back to another episode of What's Play Podcast. I'm Nate. I'm joined by Brian, CT, Brandon, DeMarco, and JG. I was talking during the intro. It's okay. It's all cool. All right, let's do it again. No, no, no. no, 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 no. There, so, uh, In terms of breaking news that happened today in the world of the NBA, Kyrie opted back in, shattering the hearts of uh, Lakers fans everywhere who somehow thought that he would resign or actually opt in for the mid level exception at 6 mil. JG, how do you feel about that? Sharing my heart though. Um, you know, uh, he was using us for leverage, I guess, to try to get a max deal when the Nets didn't fold. He just said, fuck it, I'm gonna opt in. So, <sighs> good for Kyrie, I guess he's getting his 37 mil, and good for Katie, he don't gotta move to Phoenix. But um, for the Lakers, we're cooked. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can talk about it too. Not talking about it now. We have like six people on the roster, yeah. and our fourth best player is THT. When your fourth best player is THT, that means you're cooked. So, <laughs> so Russell Westbrook is the third. I would hope so. My my fault. Kendrick Nunn might be the, the third. Westbrook the fourth, and then THT the fifth. Either way, that's awful. So, yeah. at least Malik Monk wants to take a pay cut apparently to come back. Why is he doing that? I don't know. He must be like that. Malik Monk opted he was in. Minimum. He opted in. No, nah, he's going for. He was on the option. Who opted in on the Lakers then? Kendrick Nunn. Oh, I thought the same person for real. What's the difference? <laughs> 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 they, they tell me Malik Monk was next though. Anyways, 27 yeah. 1 and 1 and 1. I mean, I wasn't following this too much. Um, but I would say I think him opting to the deal makes it easier for the next to like have uh, Trey Scenarios yeah. have conversations, discussions for the whole summer. And I, like It makes the math easier. Um, that's pretty much my only opinion about it. Yeah. yeah, you can match. You can match thirty-seven mil in the NBA now. Yeah, because we got guys like Buddy Hill making like twenty-five. So when it comes to a trade, I know I've seen that three-team trade with uh, Indiana just taking Russell, just and then yeah, so yeah. that like a contract like that would match up. Um, again, I, Kyrie is a humble man, but I don't think he's six million dollars humble. So uh, to be fair, the Hornets. Showing interest in Russell Westbrook, so we never know. So that three-team trade. So yeah, man. Gordon Hayward to the Nets. I'm not joking. I would take Gordon Hayward and whoever the Hornets. Probably Terry Rozier or Gordon. Bro, it's not a bad deal. I would take them. If you're getting Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier, man. On that Lakers roster, that's a. I don't know. Better than Westbrook. Well, I mean, that's just a lot. If y'all getting Terry Rozier, you should just keep Westbrook. But you get Gordon Hayward too. Gordon Hayward plays 50 games, max. You got LeBron plays sixty now. AD, who knows? Okay, you're saying yeah, he's gonna play. That's the same thing you could have said. Who else is gonna play? What is the goal here? Is the goal a ring? The goal is a ring. Is it a ring? I'm on the roster, but Westbrook's on the the roster, roster, so it's conflicting interests clearly. The goal is dignity. No, 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 the goal. I mean, the goal for the front office is a ring, but it's not. It's not gonna happen. I think. I think the real goal is to try to get LeBron to sign another extension, but I don't think he's gonna do that. Well, the Lakers did show that nepotism is real. For certain big name players, I mean, because who knows? I don't know what Bronny James, because that's what you're referring to. Because LeBron, um, if he wants to play with Bronny, and Bronny is either depending on whether the rule changes or not, he's either one year away or two years away from the league. Um, I don't know whether he will be a top sixty prospect when that does come out. But but a lot of teams may be chasing Bronny in order to get LeBron. So the Lakers will probably be one of those teams as well in order to keep him around. 
especially for those last few years of his career. Bron- he's a better chance. Bron- Bron- he's Bron- better good. Bron- Bron- he's really good. Bron- yeah, he's really Bron- good. Yeah, he is. Bron- but they they say he played like Bronny, LeBron, and you can see it. But the thing is, he's six four. Right. He's, I don't even know if he's six four. He's probably six. Maybe 6'2". Yeah, so he's like 6'2", 6'3", and you're playing like LeBron. That doesn't really move anyone because LeBron is six. It's nine. also too like high school. It's seriously, like I don't know how much y'all watch like high school hoops, but like it's so saturated with like you get more recognition for just like your ability to score the ball at that level. Not saying like there's yeah. not great scores that like translate when they get to the league. But it's just like Bronny's play style is like more mature. Cerebral. For his age, it's, yeah, cerebral maturity looks to get others involved. I think he's like, I don't know if y'all watch like UYBL like sessions or I don't know, man. I love hoops. I've but seen like, I, I mean, watch it. Like he's he's progressed as a scorer. He's always been a really good shooter, especially knockdown shooter off the catch. And he's like made he's made strides with like just scoring off the dribble. He's a long term prospect. Like I don't think he's gonna be a guy that comes to the league. It's like oh wow, look at him, but like. Right system, right team, development, yeah. like, three, four years online. Yeah, and he likes them long think, twos. Yeah, even then, if he just, like, even as a long-time project, I still think he's going to get drafted high just because of his name. Yeah, not a lottery pick, but he'll, he'll be drafted high. Yeah. Or somebody, some team trying to get LeBron. Yeah. yeah. But just, like, watching him games, he's he's somewhat, like, he plays and acts so much, like, taller than he actually is. And I think, you know, but I think that's, it might be a detriment to him because he's, like, out there on the court, like, trying to get blocks and, like, play like a little bit bigger than he is which is good but once you get into the nba like yeah. nowadays six three might be the shortest player on the court for some teams by like four or five inches yeah so we'll see i guess we'll see maybe he might grow a little bit more you know he's still in high school so yeah but i mean second going back to cc's point i don't know how the lakers find yeah. themselves his little brother might draft. Draft. Didn't they, how many picks are they like yeah do they have a pick in the next they could just do the same thing that they did like this year and get a little second rounder, pick up Bronny. The second rounder? Yes. Yeah. Who I did they bring Bronny. the second rounder this year? Max Christie? Yes. Was he white? No. I think, no. He's not. He's light skinned. Oh, yeah, he's Doug Christie. What did they say? The new he's NBA? a good prospect, though. They call it the new NBA? Like, say what you want about the Lakers, but like, they're really good at like drafting the media. So, you're in the media? New media? The new NBA, man. You might be part of the media thing. I don't know. They had them boys walking down to the green room looking crazy. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about that? No, I won't say that for that hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll say, we'll say that for that hour. We'll say that for that hour. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to go from a labor standpoint, probably more from a Kyrie standpoint. Yeah. It's probably a little bit more long winded. But, I mean, I always thought that he was going to probably opt in because, one, I couldn't see Kyrie tearing it down $30 million when his whole argument with Brooklyn was trying to get a max without incentives, basically. Um, when you looked at his market, um, I think he noticed, like we noticed, that it was limited because there was basically it was so limited that the Knicks, who are moving cap space, were moving cap space for Jalen Brunson. Not they were moving cap space for Jalen Brunson, not for Kyrie. So I think Kyrie looked at the landscape. He understood that he wasn't going to be able to that there weren't any real sign and trade prospects, and I think the Nets understand it as well because there's no teams that really showed any interest in a sign and trade. So. We all, so it was the best thing for Kyrie was just to kind of opt in, play for another year. I think we'll hear some of these same questions again because this does feel a little bit like the, even though this is a different sport, it feels like the Russell Wilson situation where he gave the list of teams. Now he's still got the extension, um, unlike Kyrie, but he was, um, he got the extension unlike Kyrie, but obviously we saw he just got traded this offseason. So I think these questions will still be surrounding Kyrie going into next year. So but. question. Do you think that Kyrie finishes the season or finishes even the summer with the Nets? Yes, I think he. Mm. Finished, I think he actually plays the entire season. I think another, oh, well, first of all, playing the entire season means every game. 
No way. Okay. No way. I think he finishes the season. They removed the mandate, so I, I, I would assume no, that. No, that don't matter. He's going to play with like 50 games. I was going to say, but one of the things that Shams talked about, even though, of course, we, we um, I think it was JG that said that the team would probably still look for options and signing trades, but um, they said basically once Kyrie opted in, he's not looking like for any um, signing trade option. So I think he's fully committed for this year. But so the, the question is – so. He said he wanted to uh, basically commit to the four-year plan with him and Katie. Yeah. So, yeah. so from so I think Kyrie stays there because again I don't know what team want what team wants Kyrie right now. But it's, it's oh, Sean Lakers. Marks, right? Sean Marks on that team. Yeah. Sean Marks with Joe Sides on, which is funny because like for the like leading up to this, I was like looking at my story time before Kyrie opting into the option. A lot of a lot of a lot of like Nets fans were of the of the belief that like oh wow like if Joe Side and like Sean Marks on like listen to Kyrie. <clears throat> like this is it for the Nets franchise because they lose Katie, which is right. So like, I'm not here to like you know give praise like anyone. Just like Joe Side like held his ground. Like I don't think I don't think it's it though. Even if they lose like both of them, yeah. the Nets like they the money been funneled into there. They going they're going to get somebody. I mean, we was looking at when the, the Nets we was looking. Um, they haven't been the Nets for that long, but they started out. <laughs> they started. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are way different than the New Jersey Nets, and we see just from like the willingness of the trade and like they try to do a big splash with the big three and getting them over to Brooklyn, and then the same thing with this team here. Like, it's it's evident almost that people still want to go there, and I may sound crazy, but I think they might almost have more of an alert right now than the New York Knicks. Um, okay. Just going from the jerseys and the location and the things like that, like very simple things. I think you put them all together. Um, you know, they had the thing of Jay-Z being courtside at all the games. Um, they seem like a more Hollywood-type franchise. So. Do you think the alert stays, though, like moving forward to Katie and Kyrie Lee, though? Because I felt like I that, sh- so. that narrative, but that narrative shift of like, oh, Brooklyn space be happened once Katie and Kyrie signed with the Nets initially. I want to say I, I don't think that the the Lord a Lord stays because this would be like their second big experiment that yeah. they got because the Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, KG, Darren Williams, Darren Williams, and Brooke Lopez team really failed. In the Brooklyn Nets, they had the new jerseys. They moved to Brooklyn. All the black and white uniforms. Jay Z was a partial owner, I think. Still, yeah, all the games. So they were that was viewed as a really cool team. Um, and then they had the D'Lo era. They well they had tanked for a while. They got the D'Lo era. And that was a real organic team, and they got a lot of those players without drafting, really. And that was a real impressive uh, job by the general manager, general manager at the time. But then they put all their chips into the big names, and I think depending on how this ends, this may not be the status of the Brooklyn Nets going forward. Because if you get KD and Kyrie and you miss KD, Kyrie, and they had James Harden, those were three top 10 to 15 players in the league at that point. I think it's a lot of free agents may look at the organization and say, well, if you can't win with them, how are you going to be able to win with me? It's, yeah, it's top also, down. Also, oh, yeah. they didn't give all their picks to the, uh, the Rockets for James Harden. Yeah, yeah they the did, Warriors. but it's still, like, they'll be fine. Like, it's it's top down, and I think, I guess what we're seeing now is Sean Marks is looking crazy because, man, um, these, these trades is not hitting. Like, they got... They got like it's almost looking like the Lakers for real, where they got like all stars growing in other places and just getting better. And it's like you could have just kept a lot of them players. I'll say, I don't really, think they needed James Harden to be general. No, they didn't use James Harden. Yeah, I'll just say real quick. I think like moving forward, I'm like I know it's, I know like before it's kind of the Clippers like kind of like were hesitant about coming to Kyrie and obviously like, kind of like you know just took a step back and it was only the Lakers, but I'm 
I won't be surprised if they make a run, like, at him in the next coming, like, days or weeks if the Nets are looking to, you know, trade Kyrie. Just because, you know, because they have, the reason they I John Wall. Actually, you're right, John. That that sign just. I'm taking. My fault. I Maybe I'm crazy if I say this. Well, to go from there. Wait, 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 I do. Wanna, I want to say because I didn't get my Kyrie takeoff. Everybody else did. Okay. But I do. Want, it's it's going to be real quick though. Okay. Uh, but I think a player of Kyrie's status, ability, and even still, he's he's not a young player, but even still, the ability to still get better on a championship level team. I feel like this is really an unprecedented situation for a player of his talent to have the ability to earn a long-term max contract and he has to opt in because nobody in the league really was willing to give him that sort of money. And not a lot of teams this offseason have cap space, but I don't know if teams, if teams having cap space would have changed it. And I think the only team that would have wanted him was the Lakers, and I feel like they only really wanted him because they wanted to find a way to get rid of Russell Westbrook's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted, this is that's a really a rare situation for a player at this level to almost be unwanted because he's easily a max level player but due to circumstances whether he's playing not playing getting vaccinated or not stuff like that has lowered his value even within his own team because they're not even willing to offer him a max extension the goal was for get Kyrie to sign the middle and then he wanted to sign the extension next season that's what Lakers wanted to snap out well but even if they did, they would have still been trying to. Because if you get Kyrie, you're gonna find a way to get rid of Westbrook. The, so, <clears throat> the max is in, I hope so. the max is still in the cards. I think the max is still gonna happen for him somewhere. Somewhere. I think what we saw, it was such unprecedented like terms, like just having someone like play half the season because of that whole situation, um, just seems so crazy to where it's like, well, I don't know. But I think once uh, teams warm up again. Honestly, he only played 27 games, but we're going to see that he's going to play at least like 50 or 60. Like, I know he's not probably going to play the whole season, but he'll at least play like 50 because he'll get a lot of those games back that he this wasn't is, able to play. This is the year that he would play all the games, though. But even before with him playing 20 games or him playing 50 the game the year before, the year before he was, what, 50, 40, 90 in like 50 games? Yeah. So it's like, he's getting that contract. Yeah, the talent isn't what people question is. The availability. The, the availability the and the other. And the well, other I don't think they're antics, but people think they're antics. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. So. That's what people perceive it to be. Though. But my take, my take was give me uh, <laughs> my take was give me give me John Wall today uh, to run an offense over Kyrie Irving. Anyway, let's move oh, on. Yeah. Are you including but price tag? Um, straight off waivers. Uh, um, Including price tag, like, on, on the 47 mil, no. I don't think uh, there's many players, maybe outside of, like, three or four that even deserve that price tag. That's crazy. But I guess we're going to see Bradley Bill work on that one. But um, at, at his – if he's signing for two, three million or mid-level exception or anything like that, man, um, I don't think you get much better than John Wall. I, at that value? Yeah, like, we can't – <clears throat> oh, I forgot to say, if Kyrie signed for that mid-level, they was going to destroy that CBA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think the CBA is still going to get looked at because the yeah, way the bu- sure. the way sure. the buyouts are have been looking for the last few years and they're looking now, it's like you can see with John Wall, it's like you can literally say, "I'm not playing. I want to go play for them." They'll buy you out and you'll go move. And but from the player side, right. from the player side, teams can say, "We don't want you to play because you're helping us win too many games." And we that saw that with Al Horford, like John Wall and Al Horford, in both of the last few seasons, when Al Horford was in OKC, they even sat him down and. One of the graphics, it said Al Horford old for the reason he was out. Stuff like that is 
from the player side at least, because I know both both sides. Because you have the this is the player empowerment era, and so a lot of the ownership groups and the teams are going to try to figure out ways on how to limit player movement from small markets to the bigger markets like LA, New York, Miami, uh, Atlanta, places like that, and. But the players are going to look for ways to ensure their own safety, securing their financials. Because John Wall, whether he played or not, long term, he may have lost money by missing the last few years. Because he opted into the $47 million, but he would have done that anyway. And depending on how he plays, hopefully he, you know, he avoids injury. But he's playing on a one-year deal right now. And who knows what happens after that. Instead of playing on a potential extension, which he could have gotten if he was playing in Houston or playing wherever he was at. Mm. So players players missing out on money because of the situation that they're being placed in is something that uh, NBA PA will probably also yeah. look at. I don't know. <clears throat> I think if John Wall played the past two years, two or three years, I don't remember because that was like high school. Yeah, it's been about three. But uh, yeah, if, he's, if he played the last couple of years, I feel like his health would deteriorate faster. Am I wrong? This for I'm here to defend Xavier, and everyone knows who are John, John Wall is. Oh my God. I will say this: I think I won't say a poor man's, but honestly, like his his health and getting slower, it does deteriorate some of his value. But if we really go back to what his bread and butter was, it was a lot of that mid range, and it was getting his teammates open. It was, and that's always going to be working in the NBA. Oh, oh, you don't oh, think that was the oh, case? Oh, oh, oh. He was running up and down. Range? He was running up and down the he court. The but if we go to them highlights yeah, from 2017, right. 2018, yeah, right. he yeah, was, that, was. Stuff, that type of stuff isn't always going to be there because a lot of John Wall's playmaking was predicated on, on his explosiveness. Yes, yes. but he was he getting people dumping it off to centers like Marcin Gortat. He, he was watching the Westman highlights. No, John Wall did the behind the back. He was getting he was getting 23 and 10 in his in his prime. I understand that that's that a long right? that was like, a long time ago. That was a long time ago. But they <laughs> let's transition. Let's transition to the John Wall topic because John Wall mm-hmm. was bought out today by Houston, right? Today, yes, yeah. yeah. today, and then he almost immediately agreed to terms with the Clippers. It's been reported by I think almost all the big media outlets. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so <laughs> they don't even need him to do that on the Clippers, though. You know, they know. They don't need him to do that on the Clippers and. We give it all, we already doubting him. I'm not saying he gonna run up. I'm not. I'm not saying he gonna run up and down the court like the fastest player in the league like he was. But to say he may not even be able to like run the same, I think. You Who's know, got. He ain't let me finish my tape. Man, <laughs> I say he put up fourteen and ten. Ten. Yes, ten assists. He ain't getting the PT. He get ten assists. You're not getting PT. No, he, he'll get the PT. I don't know if he's gonna have the usage. Reggie Jackson was playing thirty five minutes, man. The ball isn't gonna no, be. In, it's been I don't think the ball is gonna be in his hands enough for him to get ten assists. Reggie Jackson and John Wall split in minutes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes. They're there. And I think it's it. Are the, yes, are are the like Clippers gonna run a PT? He played in two years, man. He got a whole offseason. Is the Clippers' primary offense gonna be a PNR offense? No. The Clippers' no, offense will always be give the ball to Kawhi and PG. Yeah. But so then John's John, not averaging more. I know. Than I don't think. I don't think he's averaging ten assists yeah. only because his usage rate will not be high. Per thirty six, he averages. Playing next to such talented. Oh, hey, per thirty six, <laughs> sure. But playing next to such talented players like Kawhi Leonard and one of you know one of the all time talents, Kawhi Leonard oh, and oh. Paul George, Sorry. two all time <laughs> talents in this league. They're both uh, very isolation heavy players, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and John Wall would likely not yeah, have the I, ball in his hands. I don't really know. John Wall's not going to be on He may not be on the court unless he can, you know, that year. That defense. I, that, he shot decent percentage from three a recent year. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was, 
decent for John Wall. I don't know if he's like thirty seven. Yeah. If he'd been out for two years and he hitting threes, oh my gosh. And those training that. videos with Michael Beasley, he be, he be knocking he was, you know, he was getting cooked by Beasley. I he seen the video. He was knocking the threes. He down. was knocking it down. I think that, down. man, they could stagger his minutes really and keep the Paul George and the uh, Kawhi Leonard on the court like during second, third quarter type yeah. thing. But if you put him on the court and you got him and you got Boston and Kennard in them, mm-hmm. ten assists don't look too crazy. With them and Tyron Lue offense, I mean, we've seen that he's a, a great coach. He's a great coach. I don't know what the offense but is. He's, yeah, no, I was, can I just say this real quick? I, I was like, it was 500. Go ahead, Nate. I was going to say, but like, the, 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 the transformation of the Clippers offense from Doc Rivers to Tyron Lue oh, is yeah. a much more slower-paced offense. Like, they're, they, they're really infrequent in terms of, like, transition offense. So, yeah, John, like, obviously John Wall's, like, lost his step, but it's just... How I don't know he, if he has. Has he lost his stats? No, but how is he going to look in, a, in, a, in an offense that's like primarily running a half-court setting? I think he'll look good. I think he'll look pretty good. He looked really good when he was yeah. playing in the playoffs back John in the day. Wall been, and this is rare, rarely talked about, but John Wall has been one of the smartest point guards in the league I agree. for a while. And so maybe yeah. he's had time to watch the game from the sideline. Hopefully his ability no. to play in the half-court offense. His, his game has always been best. In transition, transition, setting up others yeah. in his explosiveness. But I do think his game is a type of game that could potentially translate well into those later years where he can always be a steady point guard for yeah. a team that could need somebody. Yes. So, John was going to be a point guard for the bench unit then? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. I'm I saying. Think, but wait, 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 wait. Before, you, before anybody else answers, I, <laughs> I want to say John Wall being on this team could be really effective for. Like he said, staggering minutes with Paul George and Kawhi, especially Kawhi load manages. That's not so he's probably enough. playing sixty games, fifty games. If you can get John Wall out there, maybe his assists look better because Kawhi isn't playing a lot until the playoffs. But if he's out there, you can have him on the court with Paul George when Kawhi's on the bench. You can have him on the court with Kawhi when Paul George is on the bench. He'll be the starting point guard, but his minute—they're not all going to play together at the same time the entire game. This, that, that's not how rotation yeah. basketball. Would you put him in closer lineups? I don't. I don't no, know if he's playing closer. Who? Cool. John Wall? Yeah, he's not going to be. They're going to leave him wide open. Yeah, I think we just need to see the footage. I think we just need to wait till he starts. No, no, no. We no, we just need to see when he starts the season because if a player has been out for two seasons and if they haven't gotten any better, are you assuming? He's gonna become a at least a reliable shooter at age thirty four. I don't know. Yes, I mean it's he needs, to, he needs to he needs to hit at least open threes somewhat consistently. Because they have Norman Has that Powell. Ever been him? Think about it, in their closing lineup, they would have Norman Powell, um, Kawhi and PG, yeah. and then you have Marcus Morris. He probably throw Luke in there, man. Covington. And depending Ooh, it, depending like on that. how they match up, it could be Marcus Morris, like Zubac, that. depending on or if they get yeah. another uh, center somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know if John Wall really fits yeah, in that closing lineup because I don't want the ball in John Wall's hands if I have Paul George on the team. I'm saying today's Kawhi, John Wall. But if I have Paul George Kawhi. on the team, yeah. Oh. I'm Paul, saying today's Paul George John Wall. Has been their point guard the last two years. So. Today's John Wall, I agree with y'all. I mean, but if, we, Jackson, if, if, if we're considering him <laughs> one of the smartest point guards and we're talking about like evolving as a player, even by the time we get to the end of the season, I think we might see a changed player just because of the fact that he want to be on the court. And if you want to be on the court, you're not about to keep doing the same things and taking elbow jumpers because you know that's going to take you off the court. I think I think we're looking at his demise almost like Derrick Rose. We're looking at it like he's just going to jump from team to team to team. I think he was gone for two seasons, not even because he was a bad player, but because he averaged 20 and 8 and they told him to go sit on the bench. 
We just watched Al Horford get told to get sit on the bench, get told mm -hmm. to go sit on the bench, then come back and have some of the best finals games. Yeah, the workers might actually too though. But okay, yeah, I'm saying he had a, a half a year off. But John Wall, exactly, John Wall. Right. I will say is probably a big enough name where if he's on the bench in the fourth quarter, Twitter's going to be talking about it all the time. Yeah. Just because yeah, NBA Twitter may not understand like the nuances of basketball. Yeah. And John yeah. Wall, I, if I could understand if he takes it personally that he's not in the closing lineup. Yeah. But I don't really know if his game suits their closing lineup the way that they would need him to. Yeah. But he may want, like you said, he may work on his game to the point where if he's shooting 35% from three That's and good. still providing all the other stuff that we know John Wall can provide, then maybe they, they keep him on the court over and over He could be better than Reggie Jackson, I'm telling you. At least I was, that. I was, I, I, that's a whole different discussion, but I think they complement each other in terms of like what they both bring to the team. Whereas like John Wall is going to be a steady hand to that shit where it's like you know he's not going to make any bad decisions with the ball. Whereas with Reggie, sometimes he makes like boneheaded like decisions on like certain possessions, but yeah. like he's a bucket guy. Like that man will get you a bucket. And in closing, I don't think Reggie's in the closing lineups if John Wall even wasn't on the team because I would put Norman no, it's out, possible. And I'm putting Paul George. Telling Paul George, like, they really no, like, he's, like, Paul, like Paul George probably have the ball in half court soon, but like I want Reggie Jackson out there to like shoot the open three. But if you're doing that, who's not on the court? Are you taking Norman Powell? Yeah, you're not I think that's what you put Powell on the court. No, you, 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 you run Kawhi at the four. But who? So who's at five. the five? Who do you have at the five? Morris. 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 So Covington Morris. taking out Rocco? I can't tell. If you want to go, if you want to go, so look, if you're you're saying Reggie. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't see a scenario where Reggie Jackson is taking off any of those and making the team more positive. So, like, I know, I know what you're saying, like Rocco being able to play the five, but I don't see you taking out Morris because Morris is a better three point shooter than Reggie Jackson. And in terms of having a better playmaker, Reggie Jackson or Paul George. You can put in Morris, get that size, still have the playmaker from Paul George, and not need Reggie Jackson. Like late games, like, but even Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard off the bench. Because if they're having big games, those type of players will also be in the closing. I level. think John Wall might move Reggie Jackson down to nine or ten. And the CT would say he might put him down to ten on the on the roster. John Wall's not CT, but as but as CT would say, I think he was more a product of the system though. Reggie Jackson, the Tyron Lue, they was five hundred. That was Reggie Jackson. Was that Tyron Lue? Well, I'm not saying he's not he's a bad coach. I don't know what system you're talking about because I run I've never seen the system. <laughs> no, but lady, I mean, you lost the games. Is there a system in place? For not really. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say somewhat there is. Okay, is what, what's the system? Like, it's not so they was vibing to 500? They weren't vibing. It's great coaches. I mean, they made great wins coach. happen, but I don't know what sets they run that's specific to the Clippers. No, like. no, I'm not. I'm not I wasn't talking about like play call. I was talking about like the pace at which they play. Okay. It's a lot more slower than what they used to play like a year like before 2021. But kind of like as CT said before, like aren't not not like entirely, but like wouldn't the Clippers kind of be in like the Celtics situation where Kawhi and PG are going to have the ball in their hands anyway? So you wouldn't really need like Reggie Jackson to play make down the stretch. That's, but isn't well, that basketball, yeah. But last like the last episode, that was John Gripe with the Celtics. It was too many turnovers. Yeah, but needed Paul somebody, Jordan, Kawhi, well, Kawhi and PG no are same, here compared to JC. They don't have no same turnover problems. No, but, I'm, but I'm also saying... And they're kicking the ball to better shooters. Hey, John Wall season coming out. That's all I'm saying. Let's just say like a late situation is like the performance of the clock. Like we talk about like PG having the ball in his hands. He's talking about the ball in his hands like every possession coming down the floor. No, 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 seriously. It's either him or Kawhi. But I'll say yeah. why, like you're gonna have like those like those offhand possessions where like you like if it's not gonna be those two like let Reggie 
in the playoffs? <laughs> No, Come on, man. Yes, Kawhi was not on, was right. not, was hurt. When Jackson they didn't because of need. Like no, you had to give it to Reggie Jackson. I'm saying in the forget that scene. I'm saying in the flow of especially like a playoff basketball game. Not every possession is going to work out the way you want it. Where your star players are going to be there. So why not? So give it to Norman Powell. No, 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 no. Reggie Jackson is a better shot creator than Norman Powell. But I think that comes in like. When the shot clock is breaking down, Reggie exactly. Jackson has like a ten second. Yeah, but if, I can see but, that. Yeah. but if but if you're okay. saying your point, but if you're saying the point guard needs that ball in his hand, why wouldn't you have John Wall on the court instead of Reggie Jackson? Because you keep talking about shot nah. making, but who's, I'm thinking that's better. Who's a better Who's a better shot scorer? I think John. I think no, John I'm saying Wall. if you're gonna have the ball in somebody's hands, that's not PG or Kawhi. If we be honest, John Wall's hands. I don't know why we're. I don't know why we're saying not PG or Kawhi. I don't know why we're saying not PG or Kawhi. Because we literally watch Kawhi come down the court every time on the Raptors exactly. and just do a jab step and hit the shot. That's why I said the only, <laughs> that's the only time I see a Reggie Jackson ISO is if the shot clock is breaking down and Kawhi can't. And he's looking like Marcus Reggie Smart. J- hey man, they called him Mr. <laughs> June for a reason, man. Mr. June, uh, Reggie Jackson, he can go get a bucket, but I don't know if the Clippers are telling him to bring the ball up the court and get a bucket with two minutes left in the floor. That's my bull prediction. That's my bull prediction. My bull prediction. They have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. My bull prediction (laughs) is John Wall may put Reggie Jackson out the playoff rotation. I think he may be able to do it. You, you can say yeah. Because they're only at a a certain point they're only going to be able to go eight or nine deep. So who are their guards that are going to be playing in that rotation? Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, and I don't know. Luke, so Luke Kennard will play over. Luke Kennard has to. No. Luke Kennard is not playing over fucking Reggie Jackson, dog. I mean, no, he's gonna, he's he's gonna, not, he's gonna not, get the minutes. He's gonna get the minutes for just shooting. But like late game, ninety, a hundred percent of the time, it's more likely Reggie Jackson is gonna be out there. I'll say I will understand if you said like Terrence Mann or something. Luke Kennard, that's my boy. But um, I got Luke Kennard at nine, two, nine on that team. Two playoffs ago, or one playoff in the playoff rotation, the battle point guard. You don't need one. No, no. You got Paul well, you George. Got Paul George and Kawhi. You don't. You Reggie don't Jackson. Reggie, okay, you guys, come on. Seriously, Reggie Jackson is not gonna fall out of no. No, no, we're not saying he no, is. He's don't I don't. Him. I don't think because Luke Kennard is the type of player that if he starts shooting thirty percent from three, you're not playing him anymore. Exactly. And that happened yeah. not just in the last playoffs. Yeah. He got he got put out of the rotation because we already saw what happened. And that's all he's doing in the playoffs. You're not asking. Morris is probably gonna get cut from the rotation. He got no. He got he got cut this. He got cut from the rotation. Oh, he was. He was. He was injured off the north. Okay. But they were cooking without that. Off the north, The Clippers. The Clippers are one of the best teams that cook. No, they have the stuff. best. They have the most depth this year. They're like for sure twelve or thirteen deep. So. I'm just saying they may not have to run eight or nine like they might they might run ten. Yeah, because the time. when you look at it, the Warriors are running ten. No, we saw what Golden State was able. They was running basically out there plucking people. So well, that was like that was that was like experimenting. So it wasn't like consistently. I'm yeah. saying this is a team that can consistently run ten the whole playoffs. I'm just saying. Let's just give Wall a chance. This is the last no, point sure. I have. No, nobody's. Yeah, this is the last point I have. You, oh, about no, you say he's gonna take starters out the over team. Like, because what I'm saying years. is, even when John Wall was at his lowest and he was coming off the Achilles, and he they still had to bench him. He was helping the team win, and they told yeah. him he couldn't play no more. Right. When we look at the other options and like the other times that stuff like this to has be happened, fair, that was Houston. Right, that's what I'm about. To say. Well, we would, what what I'm saying is. That's that's my literal point. Like the same thing we're showing with Al Horford. Like he was playing quality minutes in the finals. Not saying yeah. that it's going to translate the same, but I think we're comparing John Wall more to like players that got injured. They never came back the same, and then they went on that buyout market, yeah. or they're like, oh, they don't really have anything left. Yeah. 
like for example like um blake griffin and things like that mm -hmm. when i think he should be more akin to like al horford because he was actually producing like he came back on the team and he was actually playing after an achilles injury <laughs> we saw it <laughs> I probably got like ten minutes. Let's, for this let's, let's move on. I just wanted to ask, yeah, and this least. could be like this could be like two minutes. Do you guys think that sitting players like John Wall and Al Horford during the middle of the season could potentially like do more harm than good to the players' long-term development? And I say this because on the Rockets this entire season, we were saying that for a player like Jalen Green to be as successful as he needs to be, mm -hmm. he needs somebody who can either mentor him or play alongside him. To be the true point guard, and no offense to Kevin Porter Jr., I think he's an excellent player, excellent talent. But I don't know if right now he is a point guard in today's no. NBA. Wait, mentor Jalen Green to be a point guard? No, no, not mentoring, but I take the ball out of his hands so yeah, he can yeah, play yeah. off ball instead of having him having him and Kevin Porter Jr. just take turns ISO ISO. And even then, a lot of Rockets fans, you know, I'm, I'm a little tapped in with Rockets Twitter, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of Rockets fans have an issue with Jalen Green's usage rate because I think he he wasn't top two on the team in field goal attempts throughout most of the season because his usage rate was really low. Who was number two? I'm, I'm assuming one was KPJ. I mean, Christian Wood? No, no, no. It, may, it may have been Christian Wood. Oh, um, so they had an issue with stuff like that. Yeah, it had to be. Maybe it got a little derailed from Dennis Schroeder maybe as well. No, he, he played. Schroeder was on that team. He played so a few games. Um, so to answer crazy. your question, I'm get, I would say probably it, de it would depend on what your what your game plan is in terms of development because like you said if you're trying to get a guy like Jalen Green to like operate both on and off the basketball then obviously playing a guy like John Wall would make sense and I think you but I think so if you're prioritizing development over winning then no yeah if you're prioritizing development over winning I can understand maybe why you sit guys but I think you can only you can only do it for like one season like you can't do that you can't have people sitting on the bench right because look look it's not easy to tank right. It's not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> and I think I think John Wall did, even though John Wall didn't play, he probably did help Jalen Green a lot, and he helped probably a lot of players on there. Man, I watched that Lakers game when Jalen Green put up thirty, and he was looking in their eyes and hitting them daggers. It was looking like John Wall you, told him to do it. You could see his ascension <laughs> moving up. And not saying John Wall did it specifically, but it was probably some people in his ear that's like, "You're you're him. You was the second pick. Like you can't keep just yeah. sitting in the corner and doing things like that." He wasn't and you. he wasn't telling him. Man, I was on. <laughs> I'd be tapped in with KPJ, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. It probably depends on what you're going for. Because if you're focused more on, like, getting a good pick than development, then obviously you're probably going to sit somebody. But, like, let's say, like, an OKC situation. Like, I think at the time they were, like, developing Poku when they had Al Horford sitting on the bench. So, like, they were trying to, like, make sure that he was a – they were trying to get him to get some minutes. So I, think you're, so, I think it's depending yeah, on, like, if you're trying to weigh PT or if you're, like, just more focused on – You need that pick. Because now they got the Slim Towers over there, man. When you mentioned development, you said long-term development. Are you talking about for the team or are you talking about for the specific player that's sitting? Well, it could be for both, I would say. Because John Wall, if he's playing, he's affecting the whole team. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, he makes uh, – If he's at better. his best level, makes him better. he's making everybody on the court better. He's yeah. giving – he's getting – I'm not going to say he's making them better. He's giving them easier looks on offense. Okay. Jalen Green is getting easier looks at the basket instead of always having an ISO because I don't really know how much he was doing off the ball other than cutting to the basket and catching lobs. Alfred Sengun is getting easier looks. Even uh, Christian Wood is probably yeah. getting easier looks because if John Wall is driving to the paint, people are leaving. I don't really know how uh, uh, the difference between him driving and KPJ driving. So I don't, especially KPJ isn't looking to pass the same right. way John Wall may be looking to pass. So it's different it. for stuff like so that. To answer your question, my opinion on this: um, with John Wall not playing the past two years, I was just saying I was going to be earlier. 
I feel as though it kind of helped his, I don't want to say development, but extend his career some. Um, I just think so, because based off the last couple years, even before he stopped playing with the Rockets, right? He was injured before, those years before then, right? If he kept playing, he kept getting injured. I think by the time he reached this point, I don't know if he get another contract. Had to make a forty-seven million, right there. Getting hurt if he kept getting hurt because he was doing this before he got to the Rockets. And he was, he was pretty interesting. Like, you said what? I was talking Brandon. Uh, but yeah, so I think that does help extend his career because now he's more like a mystery. But I've been seeing him two years. He's been healthy because we don't know because he hasn't been playing. Did he get injured with the Rockets? No, my bad. He's been sitting. He's, he's, been, been, sitting. he's been sitting, not yeah. getting injured, which is why people still want him. So you think it's like an Al Horford situation, like when he when he sat and then like he came back this year and he was. Probably a little bit fresher. I mean, he was able to play. yeah, he was fresher. Yeah, Horford wasn't injured like John Wall, but I think sitting for two years, first of all, doesn't help because that's a basketball player, which y'all just talked about before we started the podcast. Yeah, you got to play to stay fresh, to get better. Exactly. But so, so that's my, my point. He's is, still running though. Like he not sitting at home. He's not playing NBA basketball. It's different. It's Michael Beasley is different. Please stop watching. Michael Beasley just went IG big three. What are you talking man. about? <laughs> no, I, okay, I'll say this real quick before before we move on, but like. All right. uh, I think like Tyron Lue has like revitalized like Reggie Jackson's career as Nicholas Bassoon. I think he's very capable of doing that with John Wall because mm-hmm. I yeah. I think he's that good. I think he's a top two head coach in this league personally. Top. We're talking about later. We're talking about later. Top. Yeah. We'll just do top five. Let's just say top five. Top three. But I I regard him very highly. I regard him very highly. But okay. And my point being that my point being that I think the question. He better see her. Yeah, I think that's yes. you, her. You take us. Man, did you see what he did with wait, that wait, team last year? The way he inspired Paul George. My last thing I'm about to say before we move on is just like, it will be interesting to see how he shoots the ball from the three point line because in the games that he did play with Houston, it was like kind of, it was, like, there's no way I mean, it was like really horrendous. Like, some games mm-hmm. he would just shoot like 14%, like after like 30%, and it's just bad. So, oh, okay. yeah, he had, he had, he had. He has some tour day shooting nights. 37% in 2017. I will say that. What's the year the, I'm talking about? Last thing. So 2020 for real, for real. He mm-hmm. did shoot bad. But when no, I was, say the numbers. No, no, no. No, no, no. Say the numbers. <laughs> he shot 40% from the field and 32% from three. But he had 20.7 assists, three rounds, a steal, and damn near a block. He had .8. Come on now. Right. Now, what? A, last thing, for real. We're going to get to the draft right after this. Uh-huh. You keep speaking like we have not seen John Wall play after injury. This is work right here. This is the work right here. No, no, no. I'm saying Blake Griffin and let's say, for example, like another player that was like battling like lingering type injuries. Yeah, John Wall. That's not John Wall. No, we have You're his work. Him, no, I'm saying with him having at least these games right here with the Rockets. Um, there's we, there. Yeah, it's, it's a semblance of him playing decent basketball. Right. I'm saying if he kept playing his past years and he kept getting injured more and more. What makes you think that, though? He's saying it's a possibility. possibility. I know that it's a possibility. But there's... Is he injury prone? Yeah. Uh, John Wall? Yeah. I don't know. He played four straight seasons, four seasons. It's right here. What years are you referring to? 82, 79, 77, 78. Look at the last three years he played. The last three years, yes. He tore his Achilles. 40, 32, 41. The 40 is because they shut him down. He wasn't injured. He yeah, tore, it tore it twice, but that doesn't make him injury prone. No, that's what I'm saying. He has one injury. He's a player based on athleticism. He tore his Achilles twice. Oh my god! 
Is KD injury prone? Is KD tore his Achilles twice? He tore his Achilles and he broke his foot. Yeah, John Wall, I think he broke his foot. And he was recovering and apparently fell in his house. Oh, yeah, he fell. He fell trying to get pizza or something like that. I thought that you believe it? I thought that was a uh, D'Angelo Hall did that happen to, uh, or both of them. They was in the same house. They was in the same house. But I'm saying like KD broke his foot, KD tore his Achilles. Hold up, that was happening like KD. But no, no, no. But these are two very major injuries. I'm saying no, this is a major injury. Then John Wall. He did break his foot. That was one like. That was a few years ago. That was one like the jump shot. He didn't break, it was like a string. That's seven years of problem. He was gone for a whole year. He didn't play for a whole year. He broke a bone in his foot. That year he was on the Thunder, right? Oh, yeah. And they had to remake the Warriors. They had to give him a new pair of shoes and everything. He had to remake his shoes. I'm saying, I know these are not the same things, but we can't let like one or two injuries outside of it make a player injury prone. If we have 82, 79, 77, 78, and then he missed him from a torn Achilles, I don't think that makes him injury prone. But AD is injury prone. John Wall played injury a lot. That is true. He He played injury a lot. I understand, but no, no, no. It's different injuries that you can play through and injuries that you can't play through. I think that's the difference as well. That makes less injury prone? Yes. Okay, all right. It's fine. Let's move on. Let's move on. We have one more topic or what are we doing? What's the draft, man? So with our final topic, you know, the draft happened a few days ago. We're going to start with Nate. Just biggest takeaway. Biggest takeaway. Uh, are we talking about our teams or are we talking about no, no, the actual draft? Actual draft. Actual draft. I don't know what the Knicks are thinking. Um, that was probably the most boneheaded. I know. I know they want to go after uh, Brunson. Yeah, in the free agency. Can we talk about that. Like how crazy that is. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they can like catch for Jalen Brunson. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 literally. They got Kimball Walker. That's the same. Uh, yeah, same person. Oh, wait, 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 <laughs> they don't have Kimball Walker wait. anymore. Kimball Walker is what the Jalen Brunson, the same player. Bro, Jalen Brunson, man. Kimball Walker's not there anymore. Though. Prisoner of the moment if they sign in Jalen Brunson. That's so crazy. Like, really, he's a six-one point guard. You're not clearing cap space for him. Yes, they're trying to give him the match. Oh, man. They what? They're trying to give him the match. What's your statement? It's not. They're clearing cap space. They know the they know the they the contract. But the way the NBA market is today, like, he is. No. No. He's what? If Duncan Robinson gets 90 million, he's not qualified. No, he was. Duncan Robinson is making 90 over five years. That's not even 20 million. Yeah, I think the it's NBA. Still a bad deal. No, no, no. My the point, NBA market is like. Reset. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying the way the market is now, it's not crazy. Jalen Brunson's oh. worth 25 million. Yeah, because all these contracts are off. Yeah, <laughs> Jalen Brunson needs to be on that Malcolm Brogdon contract. Indeed. I think it's like 22. It may be less than that, but it's not no max. I don't even think. I don't even think he's worth that. Jalen Brunson is six five. Yeah, I don't even. You mean Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon is six five. Does Jalen Brunson play defense? No. No. Jalen Brunson come off the bench earlier this year. Man, I don't know it's what. Crazy. Yeah, I was back to Luca, uh, a mad contract. I, I would have gave more money to Spencer than. He's ba- about to say he's basically on the Dinwiddie tier. Yeah, he's being on the Dinwiddie. I will say this about the rest of the draft, though. I think uh, Ivy to Detroit is great. I think they had the a they had an A plus draft. I'm trying to think who else had a really good draft. I'm not blanking right now. The Thunder. The Thunder had a really good draft. I think the Thunder. Did. I think the Thunder did. No, I think. I think for what they're building, no, I think for what they're building, it's like bringing no, a bunch of young prospects, especially those with like, also, yeah, Jalen Williams is a player, like, you don't yeah, know what his, like, roof is, but, and you don't know what, like, his floor is, for me personally. Which, which Jalen Williams? Probably guard. I also think the big man for Arkansas, Jalen Williams, is going to yeah. be they good. They don't yeah. got no beef on that team, though, I tell you that. That <laughs> front court looked crazy. Jalen Williams from Arkansas, he's 6'10", 240. Yeah, great shot blocker. Who else they get? Who else they get? 
Slim Towers. I like Slim Towers, man. That's a good nigga. I hope they start. I hope they start chatting center Poku at power forward. Lou Dort. SGA and who had two? Diddy. Oh my goodness. Who man? That's. That's a forty-one team. That might win. They might win forty games right there. Okay. The Lakers couldn't even beat the Thunder last year, so what they want? Damn. Damn. Check that. If Chet is as good as we say he is, we already. No, 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 no. Who is he? Oh wait, wait, wait. He is not. We already yeah, see how good. One thing about Paolo going number one was for, for the launch because that was a huge part of That was the right pick. Yes. Yeah. 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 It went as expected for me. This, this same three picks are the ones that I picked. So I'm yeah. happy to draft. With the Orlando Magic being my fourth favorite team, actually, no, my third, my third favorite team, who's I would say. Who's number two? Oh, Rockets. Clippers. Okay. Okay. Now, after today? <laughs> no, no, it's Clip City. I've been saying Clip City for a while. Ever since PG. Because of PG? Yeah, okay. he was battling mental health. No, we got it. We got it. <laughs> sorry, um, I should have backed up. I'm sorry. I ain't worried about that. Mental health is a joke? No, Paolo, no, Paolo, Paolo Bancaro on that Magic team. I I wanted him on the Rockets, but I'm glad he didn't go to the Thunder. Because the Rockets, I like the Rockets too, because they got yeah. Jalen Green, yeah. KPJ. But I think him on the Magic really fits, because I think the Magic need that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jabari Smith's potential was as high as Paolo Bancaro's potential in being that guy. Realistic potential. I don't know if Jabari Smith's realistic potential can be as high as being a 25 point per game scorer. And I think Paolo Bancaro can be 25, 10-6. I don't know if Jabari Smith is doing much off the dribble Day one. I think he has well, the highest. One, I swear he has the highest floor right now. He has the highest floor right now to me. Out of the three. He's a six ten power forward shooting forty percent from three. Paolo's got a higher higher floor than him. I don't know. I don't know. Today, I think today. Paolo has a higher floor than Jabari to me. I think Jabari's got the higher ceiling. No, no, I'm saying today. Predicated on what he does with the ball, though. I think he's saying higher floor. First day in the league. If you're coming into the league at six ten, he plays what they call elite defense. I don't know if it's elite as Jabari Smith, but you're shooting forty percent and playing very good defense. That makes you right now better than Chet because he's like the most raw prospect. And then that makes you better than Paolo because everybody says, "Oh, Paolo tries on defense, he'll be good," like on both ends. I see what y'all were saying, but I still think I think the reason why Paolo went number one is because Orlando sees the potential. But I do feel like they felt like he had the highest floor. Yeah, he do. But I think the the first three picks like fit perfectly. Like Paolo, I do, I do like because Paolo's a guy that like he can he he has, he can um, play big for others. He can be that guy that can that can make things happen um, when when Markel isn't isn't being the lead guard. I think Jabari's great off the off the basketball as a scorer. So when you have guys like KPJ and Jalen Green, that gives that he's able to fit with them better than obviously Chet and Oklahoma City. I mean, and he's not asked to be a, a primary scorer. Exactly player. for Jabari, if he would have gone to Orlando, they would they would have been, 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 been looking scorer. at him crazy when he was just sitting in the corner, yeah. not really doing much with the ball. And if he did have the ball, if he was struggling, it would have been bad. But so I still don't. Orlando. Magic still don't have an identity though. To me, the identity no. is Paolo right now. Yeah. I don't. So how come when I go first three? No, it's not Paolo. It's not Paolo. Don't let me speak on my second favorite team. If I looked at you crazy, it was probably because they were just saying Jabari. Yeah, I'm like, I said in the group chat, y'all like, what you talking about? I'm like, bro, it's a perfect fit for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. You're definitely right. It's perfect. I think it it was just at the time, if I looked at you crazy, it was probably because they were just like, Jabari's going one no matter what. So I I wasn't even thinking about anybody else. I think Paolo and Houston would have been. It could fit. It could work. Paolo would have. It could have. But. 
they be losing games one six. That's a lot of people. that's a lot of guys who, who <laughs> need, need the ball. The ball. Exactly. And Paolo off the ball, I don't really know what he's doing. If yeah. Jalen Green is ISOing, what is Paolo? We've already seen what is KPJ doing off the ball. We don't know what all of them are doing off the ball. But Jabari yeah. Smith is one of the best off the ball prospects that we've seen coming to the league in a while. And he's good defensively. He's good defensively, and that's what the uh, not the Magic, the, the Rockets Rockets really needed. Yeah. Next to ISO heavy players like KPJ exactly. and potentially Jalen Green, who will be even more ISO heavy in the coming years. And to pick real quick, I would say the Rockets are the underrated winner of the of the draft because obviously mm-hmm. we started the Christian we started the Christian Wood trade, so you're able to get him off. So that allows um, Jabari, Sengun, Garuba, and then Tari Eason, who was their second first round pick, yeah. to have a good amount of good and amount they got, of PT. They got, they got you guys outside, and then they got Tata Washington, yeah, who, will down, who should have a good amount of PT now. <laughs> Schroeder's not there. Schroeder's not there. John Wall's not there now. So you, that, uh, you're right. So now that allows Christopher. That allows Christopher and Ty Ty to be your backup guards behind KPJ. You think they're gonna slide? That team is gonna suck. You think they're gonna slide? They're gonna be fun to watch. True Hooper team right there. They're gonna be terrible. I think Aaron Gordon probably gets moved for like a pick around the trade. I love Singoon game too, man. He's another player who I look at and I'm like, I want him to have the ball in his hands too. Mm-hmm. If they drew the draft, because he's a he's a really good playmaker for mm-hmm. a big man. I, I don't want to get into like the Jokic comparisons that a lot yeah. of people are giving him, but he's a he's a good passer Marcus for a big man. Marcus Gasol mm-hmm. is a really good. Comp- man, go ahead, you you talk. That was no, really good. Good. <laughs> no, that was really good. I got, I got, I got I was <laughs> like I, I'm th- I was just looking at like each two switch, and a lot of teams really had like great drafts. Like so, it may not look like it, but I'm I'm looking now. Like the Timberwolves had a pretty decent draft. Like we have uh, mm-hmm. Walker Kessler. So and the glue glide like one no more. You look at the Bucks, Marzon Bay came like Starting what? Yeah, both of was Walker Kessler, man. Yeah, oh. Bay was good. What? <laughs> I do you, wanna, got, you got good room protection for I me. do want to add to the point of the good draft, and I don't want to steal a point that Kidnick Perkins made because you. <laughs> but he he was saying the entire draft how people were starting to realize. I think teams are starting to figure out, especially when you have mid to late first round picks. Yeah. The picks that you need to make are three and D wings. Yeah. Who can shoot and play defense? And Kendrick Perkins was saying it the whole draft they were taking wings who can shoot and play defense. And when you're a playoff team, you saw with the Warriors they had Definitely wings, wings, that. wings. They had Otto Porter coming off the bench who shoots and plays defense. Andrew Wiggins was starting, and he was shooting 40% this year. He didn't shoot 40% in the playoffs, I don't think. But he's somebody who shoots and plays defense. So they showed that a championship team needs a certain amount of wings who can complement the stars. And, and in the draft, you can't always swing for home runs because that's where a lot of the busts come from. Yeah. I was actually going to say, real quick before we had because we're, like, we're running a short time, like, who do you think, out of, out of, like, I guess like out of all the teams... Like who had the best draft for you? If you had to pick um, a team, well, they y'all did draft too, right? Yeah, I was gonna say the best draft. Um, I got my man, Mr. Weaver. I mean, he yeah. Cause you, if you look at that lineup now, um, and they can, if they can swing Miles Bridges, then their lineup is complete. Like who do you have you, starting at the five on the?
No. Um, I, think start by I think maybe like 30 game 30 35 nah, they're going to be splitting if, minutes if they're playing Isaiah Stewart though it'll be hard for him unless right. I don't want to wish injury on nobody but if Isaiah Stewart is playing I don't know if he'll ever play bad enough for them to automatically replace him yeah, unless Jalen Duran is coming off the bench and doing like, like hooping, 10 and 10 off that's the bench I'm going to think Duran can do it though Duran's got more offensive potential to me though yeah, so so I would I start him, him over, over and low key so you got Detroit and the Warriors as well I mean I got Detroit too no, no, no. I think the Warriors just sneaking and getting in Baldwin because he went to Milwaukee. So everybody was like, hey, That's a pick they can you know, to make. but you take a pick like that. And if he can just you him a do something. Also, also Ryan Rollins, too. From Who Toledo. did he take? Jokic. They got him. They got him as well. We don't need him. But wait, on your point real quick, when you were talking about like the uh, the wings and stuff. I mean, we definitely saw because uh, a lot of them was dropping like Jaden Hardy, Kennedy Chandler, mm-hmm. all them, guards, them yeah. young Jayden guards. Jaden that's that. Yeah, that's that's easy to say because you know he's he number two recruit in the class. He shot. They say he shot like thirty something. Yeah, like thirty percent, like twenty. But didn't you from say 30? playing against NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get it. But you know, I would rather take an international in draft, player. And I think the Mavericks are another team that can afford to take a swing on a bigger, bigger name prospect who fell to them because they have a lot of wings as well. They have Reggie Bullock plays for them, Dorian Finney-Smith, and you don't really need anybody. Right. They just got Jay Hardy. No, so that's what I'm saying. How many more wings do they have? In a playoff rotation, how many do you need? Wings? No, I'm saying you already have Reggie yeah. Bullock. You have Tim Hardaway Jr. Still, what's wrong with Tim Hardaway Jr. can get you 16 points? These, I don't know. Like the wing, playoff though. wings, though. Yeah. You need at least three. These aren't playoff level wings. But, uh, Reggie Bullock was balling. Yeah, yeah. At least in that. Everybody was balling. Everybody was balling. Who y'all think has the best? I think I'm gonna go with the boss. They are Hugo Vincent. Nah, man. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm he thinking, knows who. Man. <laughs> I, I left it with the Thunder. Dude. I think they yeah. left with yeah. four good prospects. Uzman. Oh, we forgot yeah, about Uzman. Uzman at the three. Put Lou Dort on the bench for real. Cause. Plus, I don't know if Dorian's going to stay with the Pistons, depending on how the, or the Aiden thing works out. So yeah. I don't know. Just, I, don't know right. I think it depends on what happens with Bridges. They're still trying to get in for Bridges? What you mean? I think they're going to try to think, run. So this we is, don't know yet. Yeah, so this is what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking if the Pistons. If the Pistons no, let me start here. If Charlotte is willing to give the max for Miles Bridges, I think the Pistons are still in play for DeAndre Ayton. Okay. If they don't and the Pistons take Bridges, I think they do. I think they take Bridges and then Ayton starts looking somewhere like maybe San Antonio. Give me Durham. Over. How does that affect give me Durham over Ayton. I'm going to be honest today. What do you mean? How does that affect the draft? What do you mean how does it affect the draft? You said it depends. I said my take on the Pistons depends on if Jimmy Durham stays with the yeah, so I was saying I think Duran probably stays with the Pistons in the event that they take Miles Bridges. I can see okay. it both ways. If but I'm if they the, don't take Miles Bridges, then they probably try to get the Pistons, eight. and I have cap space. I really don't know if I want to spend my money on DeAndre. But I, I, I will say the Pistons. Once teams, other teams start to get cap space, they're not going to be a team bringing in big name free right. unless Cade yeah. turns into the super recruiter because. We've never really seen a player exodus to Detroit. Unless, like I said, Cade can recruit other players. So if this is their opportunity to get a max-level player, and if you believe DeAndre Aiden is a max-level player, then I say you go get him. But the draft kind of tells me that they may have just backed off that idea, and they already had Isaiah Stewart. And then they added Jalen exactly. Duran. So I don't know whether they're even considering DeAndre and I really do they're probably trying to go to Bridges. I really do think they're they're all in on Miles. Do Bridges. they have the money for both? No. no. So my thing, I'm, I'm, the I'm only, taking Durant think, and Miles. I'm about to say, I think the only way they'd have a chance at keeping both is if they renounce all their free agents. Because I think yeah. they give them like fifty three million. But that's Ooh. I don't think that's smart either. You Durant and Miles is far and away better than just Aiden. Way better than just Aiden. Because I think. 
I think the jury's still out in those, to be honest. That's what I'm, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, that's I don't the, know if I'm willing to commit them. If that's my big but it's, it's a potential. It's, it's a potential of like you, if you if you sign them and then you get to the point where like I'm not saying you supermax him. You get to that point where like you know next time when contribution comes around, he's like he's 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 coming to his own as that player, which a lot of people like was not a lot, but some people think yeah, he can so, be. He's shown flashes of it, yeah. and it's like oh man. He has but a, if he, he has I mean, a higher upside he, signing, yeah, signing yeah, the Miles Bridges, I would say. But if but, you need. If you can't do it in like game seven this year, you was in the finals last year. There was something and in that was, locker room though. And he's looking crazy. COVID? Like COVID? No, literally. In the Suns no, locker room, they, they actually had COVID. Oh, yeah, they did. But that's what that's good. But you saw, I don't know if y'all saw, but they asked Monty about like why he didn't play, and he's like, I'm not talking about this. They're probably talking to him like, man, up, what are you doing? He put up nine points, eight rebounds against Maxi Cleaver, and we sitting here like, be a man. Oh, he just needed get some time. He need to grow into himself. Like I'm just, I'm just giving you what other people make. I mean, so. you're playing with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You have no excuse as a big man to not be doing what you have to do. Just eat. Mm-hmm. And well, Chris, you getting, you getting. <laughs> Chris Paul wasn't making it easy. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even as good as Chris Paul. It's At a like, certain point, you just gotta be like, give me the ball. When Bismack Biyombo and Jamal McGee is coming in and matching your production. It's like they're not listening for real. Like that's so crazy. <laughs> that's dude. crazy. They was well, coming in and getting putting up thirteen and ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pick the best round. I'm gonna pick the Pistons too. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I'll do the Heat too. <laughs> I think the Pistons got their back for the future once they get Miles mm. Bridges. If they should, I don't believe Michael Jordan will give. Yeah, it doesn't. Su- it doesn't sound like Charlotte wants to get. Especially him after some of the stuff he posts on social media. That quote is so crazy. <laughs> oh, the Pistons, John. Yes, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. they don't give me the max. I'm going to the Pistons. That's yeah. a real quote. That's yeah. a real quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he changed the captain too. <laughs> he changed it to some, but it's too late now. Everybody's seen it. They all run together. That's a good ball. That's a good ball. I mean, you know what they said. Same group was the That's what they're gonna say. That's gonna be the reason they don't give him the max. He got, a, he got a bad group of friends. He don't got a good. He don't run with good That's people. Why. Hey man, they said that about Chan Bailey back in the day. Chan Bailey. All right, I'm serious. Right, we'll right. Remember, they traded Chan Bailey for Clint Board and said he he didn't have a good entourage. Dan Snyder got rid of him. Goes to Denver and yeah, he's all the fame. All right, remember, yeah. Same thing for Miles Bridges. What? All the fame in the this has been another great episode of what's the play podcast make sure y'all like comment subscribe and share with everyone you know make sure you follow us on all the socials those will be in the description below and we will see you next time on the next episode of what's the play podcast